talk about this epidemic not the pandemic the epidemic the epidemic of drum roll please the fear of making a mistake is that you you might be like well no that's not me if you're self-proclaimed perfectionist it's you because what's underlying the self-proclaimed perfectionism problem is the actual fear of making a mistake. So I've worked on this a lot with myself and I wanted to help you and bring it to your attention because it really is a really epidemic that we at large are tiptoeing around, not taking action because we're afraid of making a mistake. And you can hear this. I want you to start to turn on your ears more because this is how I trained and taught myself kind of healed and still healing from this is that when you're out and about, start to listen especially to women man they're always saying they're sorry i'm sorry oh i banged it too oh i'm sorry oh i'm sorry i didn't reply you know i'm so sorry for the late reply i email someone two hours prior or text them you know 45 minutes and they're like oh I I i'm so sorry for the late reply i never say that i never say that i'm not enrolling in that rush 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 type of always available mentality if you text me or email me, I'm going to get back to you when I get back to you. Now, if there is a deadline or if we have agreed to something and then I'm not in, in integrity or in alignment and just kind of blowing you off there, then yeah, that's the issue. But I'm talking, you're just asking me a question or I'm just reaching out to you or you're reaching out to me. Like, oh, so sorry, sir, for the late reply. It's been 45 minutes, yo. You, you unplug from that if you're plugged into that. Unplug from that. When you start to see someone, oh, so sorry for the late reply. And if you're into that, start to disengage, right? So many people have broke up, cut off um, relationships that could have been fun, cut off business opportunities and stuff because like I emailed their message and they didn't respond back. First of all, number one, I never rely on technology, yo. If I'm emailing someone or like texting someone or something like that because we have an issue and I want to try to talk to you because I'm not beefing on texting. I am not arguing on a text message. And if you are doing that, Grow out of it, please, because I have done that. I had a relationship for seven years, but the arguing over text message to me is one of the wackest, most uncourageous BS thing known to man. So if you're doing that, just let you know, try to stop it. And I'm not judging you, I'm, and I'm not calling you out and letting you know I've done that, I've been there. It's not a human trait, stop it. You're arguing with a piece of plastic and a robot but you think there's a human on the other end, which there is, but there's this piece of plastic in between you, so it's not really relating. You don't hear each other's voice. So um, what was the point of that? Oh, yeah, that if, you know, try not to enroll in that because I don't ever say that to anyone. Oh, I, you know, sorry for the late reply. It's like, sorry for the late reply. It's like there's business hours here, and I'm going to get to you within the business hour. So that's um, one thing I could put on the table here. The other thing is, this fear of making a mistake. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't reply. Oh, I, 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 I'm so sorry. Um, oh, I banged you. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You know, people are constantly, you know, not constantly, but people will be crying. All my one-on-one -on -one sessions, most people always cry. So I must be doing something right. I must be able to hold space. So, you know, if you need a place for that, come on. I'm gonna, I wanna help, but they'll apologize for that. 
you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know I would get emotional. So we're just trained, you know, it's, it's not you, it's this, this societal underpinning blanket that, you know, we're afraid to make mistakes, like anything is perfect at all. It's not, right? So um, most of my career, I've got there from making mistakes, taking action. You know, you could say making mistakes, but it's really taking action. Someone says something, I say yes, yes, yes. I don't know how to do it, I just say yes. I figure it out while I get there. So it's like the fear of making a mistake is probably holding you back in your business, right? Maybe you wanna start offering pedicures. Maybe you wanna take another class to learn how to do extendos. Maybe you wanna take pedicures off the menu. Maybe you wanna raise your prices. Maybe you wanna start teaching. Maybe your body is starting to you know, feel the effects of doing services if you're really busy and you wanna to start to teach, but then you feel like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how to start. Maybe you wanna to start to take on people working for you. But it's about action. And what usually holds you back from action is the fear of making a mistake. It's not, oh, I don't know how, because you're smart enough. You can find resources. Call me, ask me. If I don't know how to help you, I'll point you in the right direction. But the problem is when you allow this fear to paralyze you and not make any moves. I read a book before, you know, I'm from New Jersey, so it's like, you know, basically Italy. And like, so there's like, you know, mob stuff was there when I was growing up, not so much now. But anyway, I read a book. And it was like Tony Soprano from that show, The Sopranos. And it was a book on like uh, Tony Soprano's way of running a business or something like that, right? So they were using the character of Tony Soprano and that mob type of gangster mentality of, of how to run a business and why he's a good leader. And it was going into like, you know, business, um, legit business, not crime. So it was, I'll never forget because when I first opened my salon and I was so, you know, I went from just being a nail tech to now, now I'm the boss and the owner of this salon and talking to the three or four people that did work for, work with me. Now they work for me. And so it was a really huge learning curve, right? So um, in this book, it said something that really blew my mind. And I hope that it helps you because this is ties into this making a mistake and perfectionism thing. In the book, one of the things was, um, uh, let me see here. Like when you're a leader, I'm gonna try to get it right. When you're a leader, a, here it is. When you're a leader, a bad decision is better than no decision. Like, yeah, we're aiming towards the right decision, a good decision, productive decision. But either way, a bad decision is still better than no decision. Do you understand what I'm saying here? They're saying that no movement is the wrong movement. When you're sitting up at the helm and people are looking to you for leadership, and even if it's just you, if it's just you and you don't have anyone else, that you're, um, you know, in your business, but the, your clients are still looking to you for leadership, right? So when you're in that position of leadership, you own your own business, you have your own um, business, making a decision is really important. Indecision is where nothing happens. Indecision is where there's no action. So I want you, I really learned from that, that a bad decision was better than no decision, right? You can't be a fence sitter if you wanna be a leader, right? I even read in a spiritual book before where it said being total, like not being a fence sitter. And they were saying, you know, being total, like give your whole life to God, it's gonna take everything, right? So they gave the example of being a murderer. Like if you're a murderer and you're totally into it, you are a total, yep, I'm a murderer, yep, I'm going out to kill tonight, I'm total 
that is better, yo. Like, listen, that is better metaphysically, even though there's metaphysical repercussions for murder and blah, 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 right? But that is so deep that that is better than being a fence sitter or I'm, I'm kind of forgot on Sunday, but I'm not over here because I'm doing the embezzlement and I'm kind of forgot. You, you feel me? Like being total in what you're doing. So I want to really, um, you know, let you know that there's help. If you have this issue of being paralyzed by fear, if you have this issue of perfectionism, because it all really boils down to the fear of making a mistake. And this is something new in our culture. Like, I don't know how old I, I heard someone else because, you know, maybe 30, 50, 60 years, but not more than that, where it's like we have this blanket of a fear of making a mistake. Back in Nana's era, you know, Nana's day, she was doing things. She was a businesswoman. You, you do things, you try your best, you do a little due diligence, you do some research, you try. And if it's a mistake, okay, it points you in the right direction. And then you keep going. You're not so um, butthurt and dilapidated and devastated that you can't make moves anymore. Now, I go into this a little bit. Um, I have an online class. It's called How Your Perfectionism May Be Keeping You Poor and How to Heal From It. Now, maybe it's not keeping you poor. Maybe you are making some money, but it certainly was keeping me poor. I wasn't able to make moves, right? So maybe it's how your perfectionism is holding you back and how you can heal from it. I have an online class that was recorded when I gave the class live. There's some examples and people in there doing exercises with me, but I do a very deep two minute exercise in there uh, with you. It's online to get your, to get to your subconscious. Like what would happen if you made a mistake or what would happen if you weren't perfect? And this is really important. So if this is one of your issues, please take the class, you know, it's under 70 bucks. Um, and then there's a workbook that's included and you can find that on najanailguru.com. You can DM me on Instagram, the underscore Naja. Also, the link is in my bio. But I would really, really um, encourage you to take this class if you're having issues. And then after the class, there's a way that you can meet with me one-on-one -on -one and we can really fine-tune it. But I just want to leave you with this, that this fear of making a mistake, if you're listening to this and like, ooh, that is me, don't feel bad. Because I have this. So many people in this... Um, culture have this and in this world. So if you start to open your ears and listen when you're out and about and you start to listen, especially to women, women are apologizing basically for everything, right? And that's not on them. That's a, a societal condition, but it's, it's up to each of us to garner our power and really realize who we are and what we have to offer and not listening to the, the societal tales. So you'll start to listen to your own self and to other people, right? By banging into the grocery store, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Really what we want to be saying is excuse me. We could say, oh, excuse me, I am sorry for banging into you. But we're saying basically, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for existing. I'm sorry for banging into you. You know, people have emotions. Oh, I'm sorry that I got emotional. I'm sorry I didn't respond to you within 10 minutes. It's like, it's starting to water down when apologies are actually needed. You know what I'm saying? Because then when someone really comes to you sincerely and says, I'm really sorry for what I said. I was out of pocket. I was out of line. We want more. We need balloons, we need teddy bears, we need perfume, we need a bag to be able to accept someone's apology because we're apologizing for every little little thing that doesn't need to be apologized for because it's natural human stuff. It could be, you know, saying excuse me. So I want to leave you with this though because that's why this class is really important. The, the class gives you practical steps on how to deal with the perfectionism and it also goes into the deep psychological stuff. So first, I want you to know if you're like, well, 
I'm just waiting for it to be perfect. Well, wait, I gotta do more research until I can teach or do this. Maybe that's true and maybe it's time, right? So just know, ask yourself this. Am I procrastinating? Am I using perfectionism? Why am I using procrastination and using perfectionism as a fancier word to mask my procrastination? Or am I really doing my due diligence and I'm gonna um, start to get out what I wanna get out? Usually you have to make yourself some timelines. That's what I really do with my coaching. I don't just hype up people and be like, okay, yeah, this is what you need to do. I set deadlines. Okay, when can you get this done? Can it be Monday? Can it be two weeks from now? Can it be a month? I don't care when, it could be even six months from now, but there needs to be a deadline and a goal for when this can be done. Otherwise, your artist and your creative mind will either come up with other projects that you want to start and do fun things and forget about doing the details of this one because we don't like details, or you will um, just keep putting it off until you think you're perfect enough. And I, I'm talking to hundreds of people weekly and lots of people are putting off lots of good things because they're waiting to be perfect. So I just want to go into this about this perfectionism thing because usually it's a way deeper thing than just like, hey, you know, perfectionism with the strain of are you afraid to make a mistake, the fear of making a mistake is at one time, and this is for me personally, but a lot of other artists come from traumatic type of kind of violent upbringings and a lot of creative types, definitely a lot of people in the beauty industry. So at one time, yes, it was dangerous for me to even just exist in my childhood household. Yes, at one time it was absolutely life or death situation of fear of making a mistake. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even good to be seen or to breathe, let alone, you know. So then, of course, I would take it into my adult life, tiptoeing around like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I I'm sorry. Like thinking if someone's polished chips or they're, you know, I cut the wrong part of the cuticle, like it's gonna end in death, not just embarrassment. Like, oh, I won't get a client. Like that's, that's like <laughs> the least of my worries. You know what I mean? Like when it goes all the way to triggering where you think, oh my God, I'm gonna be killed. That's deep. So just know if you have it to that extreme, I understand you and I would like to help you. If you don't have it to that extreme, because some people don't come from actual violence upbringings, but they come from highly critical upbringings, right? They're highly critical or their parents instill a lot of doubt in them. Like they're not gonna amount to anything or they, or they only amount to something if they're at this level of perfectionism. There's all kind of ruckus that goes on. And I just wanna know if you're in that boat, have some compassion for you, have some empathy because I have had it for myself. I worked on myself. I have it for you and I hear it all the time. It's so loud and clear once you start to work on this and kind of heal and recover for yourself. It's so loud and clear to hear how people are apologizing basically for their existence. And it just means that, you know, they haven't caught up to themselves. And I could be honest with you, I'm seeing that I'm really wanted and that I'm really great and that I have a lot to offer, um, but I'm not fully caught up with myself of what is going on present day and who I am and what I can offer. So I'm just of the mindset of each one teach one. I was able to see, oh, I'm treating my clients with kind of a mentality of how I you know, was treated with in my childhood home. And you've got to leave that and get here. I'm not going to be able to help you with a few one-on-one -on -one sessions with that deep psychological stuff. I was in therapy for 12 years, but I can definitely start to loosen it up and help you and be a soundboard for that. And hey, maybe you don't need all the therapy. Maybe you just need one or two things of even just hearing this, like, oh, I didn't know it came from that. Or, oh, I didn't know there could be help. But I don't want you to sit on your dreams based on the fear of making a mistake. So get with me if you wanna take that class. I would really 
um, love to help you with it because there really is a deep psychological, um, what's like, I call it psychological, but it's really a subconscious. It's a subconscious exercise that gets to your deeper subconscious so we can see what is the real issue? Like, why aren't you making moves? Why are you afraid to make a mistake? Or what will happen if you're not perfect? So thank you for listening. And again, if you're enjoying this, I'm really enjoying doing them. Please, most of the time I get these subjects just from, you know, what comes in my head or what God sends or what people DM me. Um, so you can DM me on Instagram, the underscore Naja. You can email me, NajaZone at gmail.com. I'd love to hear um, any input that you have or some ideas of what you'd like for me to talk about on these podcasts. So, ciao.